What's up, everyone? Happy Sunday. Happy six-goal Sunday. It is a lovely day to be watching football today. Liverpool, Man U is getting crazy as well, 5 nothing. Uh, some other games going on in the Greek Super League. Ike is currently playing against Ofi. We have Bop coming up later today, and then Panathinaikos tomorrow. Excited to be here. Excited to talk to everybody yet again for another week. Martial, how have you been, buddy? Well, uh, it's a nice Sunday, as you say, because we were all expecting a nice player victory, and we got one. Um, well, it's the kind of Sunday we would see, we would love to see more in the in the season, and not particularly in the big game. But when you have, you have to play teams like the Vajakos, you expect that. Same applies to uh, I don't know Ionicos, probably Pasiamina, Volos at home, like easy wins. We got one, so that's a good thing. It's yeah, it's always a very good thing when the team plays and gets the result as expected. But in this case, it was better. You know, I expected probably a two, three, nothing win today. We got a six, nothing. So love it, and uh, I hope I hope there's more to come. Obviously, looking looking forward to the game against Ike on Sunday. But before we get started, everybody, if you haven't done so already, it's been actually a really big week. For Gate 7 International. Uh, if you guys saw earlier after the derby against Panathinaikos, uh, we posted the vlog from Costa's time, Costa and Costa's visit uh, to the Karakaskaki Stadium. Uh, it is still going strong. I believe it has, last I checked, it was almost 10,000 views on the vlog. So uh, it was a great time. Costa did a really great job of putting that together. So you guys should really check that out. Uh, it is very enjoyable. Um, I've watched it a couple times myself. Uh, it's fantastic. And it's really nice to have something so you guys can live the memories with us when we're there. Uh, it's fantastic. So check it out. And then don't forget to hit that like button. Subscribe if you don't do so already. We've been getting a ton of new people that don't subscribe to the show that are tuning in and checking out the show. New guys, like I said before, over half of you guys that tune in, uh, especially recently, are not currently subscribed to the show. Do it. It costs you nothing, and it helps us continue to grow the red and white community. Uh, two quick messages from our sponsors. Guys, uh, if you have any shipping needs to and from Greece, whether it's coming out of the U.S., the U.K., Australia, it doesn't matter. Uh, whatever you need, you can visit our friends at Piraeus International. Just pay them a visit at their website, www.piraeusintl.com. Send them an email for any inquiries, and you can give them a call, 410-675-4696. Lastly, BetUS.com, they have given us a fantastic promo code for you betting types, especially if you want to bet along with us. Um, I'm sorry, that's my fault. I've slacked on the betting cards the last week and a half. That's on me. I do apologize. Things have been a little bit busy, but they're coming back. I am going to do them this week uh, for the games that are coming up. So we're going to, we always like to pick out some of the bets that we think are some of the best and some of the tastiest, not just based on their odds, but their likelihood of actually paying out. And BetUS gives us great odds. Uh, we talked about it during the World Cup. Um, I made a decent amount of money from the World Cup as well, so it was a good time. And hopefully you can bet along with us. Use our promo code GATE7INTL. That's in all caps, GATE7INTL. And get a 125% deposit boost on your first deposit. So check that out. And for you betting guys, bet with us if you haven't done so already. Without further ado, Marcial, let's get into it. Let's talk on the game. Cut and dry. We all expected a win, something that was going to be fairly comfortable. But six six nothing is 
a little bit something else. You know, we haven't scored six goals, I think, since that Panatolikos game, where we beat them six to one. So you love seeing it. You love seeing these really big blowout wins against teams that we should be beating and beating very comfortably. Uh, how'd you see the game today? Well, the the beginning of the game reminded me uh, of that game. I think it was against Panionios because if you, I think it was under Martins. We were winning like 4-0 after 15 minutes. And uh, I'm not saying we should do that every game because, uh, of course, Panionios that year was very, very, a very weak team. But when you, you know, when you saw the lineup today, I, I was kind of sure we would, we would win that easily because... There is too many talent on on the field uh, for for us not to win this game. And I was just I was just expecting what Pembele did, did, for example, like scoring a brace, almost a hat trick, because he did not did not take the PK. Uh, but also, I'm happy to see Fortuny having three assists, Canos having two goals, Bakambu scoring one, even if it's a PK, because in those games, what matters to me is avoid injuries, avoid cards, and having some player uh, finding confidence back. Um, if we uh, look back, it's the kind of game like that costed uh, Cordera his job because he drew against uh, Asteras in Tripoli, even if it's uh, a hard trip always, every year. And he drew against uh, Volos at home. And those games has to have to be cleared uh, as soon as possible, and that's the only thing that we'll uh, uh, have in, in mind today. Because we, we did the job, we did the job uh, quite good, and we move on to the Ike Derby. Absolutely, and uh, Marcial. Before we continue the discussion, um, there's something that I should have brought up. Um, yeah. Before before we got start, started with the discussion, and that's uh, that is the um, sending our thoughts and prayers to all the families and of the victims and the victims themselves as well um, of the train derailment. Well, the train accident we should say that occurred in Greece. Um, for those of you, I think a lot of the people checking in are actually. Um, from Greece and are very well versed in what happened. But if there's any of you out there that aren't aware um, of what happened, the there was a really, really nasty train accident um, that occurred in Greece. Uh, it was a, I believe if I'm not making the mistake here, it was a passenger train coming from Thessaloniki collided with a freight train that was on the same track coming from Larissa uh, and they collided head on. Unfortunately, and for those of you that may not know Greece very well, Greece has been well behind the European standard for certain safety measures that can help eliminate human error, which is what this was. Uh, there was human error that led to this. So it's, um, it's really sad. It was a sad day for the country that we love and our thoughts and prayers for I felt like, I mean, it feels so long since we last did a show. I almost forgot we hadn't done one since it happened. <laughs> Excuse me. But our, our uh, thoughts and prayers go out to the families, of course, uh, for this tragic accident. And we can only hope that the country itself will improve thanks that this never, never happens again. Now, going forward with the Levadiakos match, there were... Um, 
the only, really the only real surprise was that we saw Adruzos on that right side instead of uh, Mario's Versailles. Yeah. Now, I think, I mean, I, I can't, I don't know whether that's like a better or worse thing. Adruzos played, I thought he was okay today, so I didn't think anything of it. But uh, it was nice to see Ramon on that left side. I thought Ramon was, you know, very positive. Um, we got the news last minute that Yanem Villa had uh, broken his foot, I believe, or had some type of fracture. I don't want to say broke his foot. Had a small fracture, something that's keeping him out for a couple more weeks. He's on crutches. We had seen, not from any official sources, uh, about a week ago, um, or about a week ago. It hasn't even really been a week. since After the Panathinaikos match, that something, that something had happened. Um, anyway, it was... It wasn't anything official, but we heard that he was injured. Turns out he's injured. He might be out for a little bit longer. So this is going to make a lot of big changes in the game. But for today, I don't think anybody was surprised by the Samaseku uh, inclusion or the Samaseku start. I thought he had a pretty decent game up, you know, uh, yeah. injury scare early on. But, um, you know, not, other than that, there was nothing very, very surprising the the a new partnership again probably because we're resting uh Socrates but uh Ndoy and Ba which was, part- was suspended today well that's right that's right that's right Socrates was suspended that's right but I actually liked the the partnership I wasn't you know I was pleasantly surprised by it I pleasantly surprised by a few things but uh focusing on that partnership what did you think about that partnership today Marcial well for the people that knows me, my opinion always have been the same. I still thinking, I still think that the Ba and CC pair, given the center back we have on the squad right now, uh, is the best pair we, we could feel. But of course, CC is uh, finished, so he won't play anymore unless half of the team is injured. Uh, ba had to overcome his injury, a very long injury, and then quite sure he had to play with uh before he went sidelining that long if we remember he had to play from time to time having issues with his body whether it was the back or the the ankle i think he had to stop playing for a long time to recover hundred percent um and doi with uh looks like a good pair we will have to see that in big bit Bigger games, sorry. But uh, and though the issue is that he's a midfinder, so from time to time he will have uh, bad games like the one he had against Ike in the cup. Um, so I don't really know what to think about the pair, but I'm quite sure, quite sure, Ba with the confidence is he won back. Could be a X factor in the in the playoff because Retos. Well, he's always injured, so I'm not counting on him. And Socrates, I don't really, I don't really think he can lead us to the to the to the title. Um, so it, it the same situation with Mbila because sometimes when someone is injured or suspended, uh, it it gives the opportunity to um, other players to show that they can offer something and. I'm really curious to see what we can do against Ayasofia I- Sofia without Embula and Socrates because it kind of changed the shape of the team. If you 
you put some Asiku compared to Mbila, it's a really different kind of different style of player because probably Samasiku is gonna run more, win more balls, but he has probably uh, lower passing ability than Mbila. So maybe his pair with one can offer something different. And that's uh, the thing I want to see in, in Ayak because as you said before, Mbila is not gonna play this game. I'm not sure he's gonna play the, the first games of playoff because when you walk on crutches, you probably need time to need time to recover after take it take it off. So let's see. But I think Ba, we all know the, the mistakes he can make. We all know what he can do good because before he came, he had to win his place in the team. And if we remember well, he was like very powerful. Uh, winning a lot of duels on the ground, on the air. So maybe he has material. Like we, we have to pray for that because otherwise it's it's going to cost us maybe one or two games in the playoff. Let's see. Well, and see, the thing is, you know, here we've had now a couple of good games with Hussein Uba. He's Is this one of those things where we're, you know, we're falling into the same mistake that we made in previous years where he starts playing well. And we're like, okay, Ba's back. Then he, are, are we just preparing ourselves for disappointment because against Ike, he's going to play and he's going to end up giving up a red card? Is, is, is that what we're preparing for here? Or maybe is it too much for us to believe that maybe he has finally learned his lesson and maybe we're going to see some real professionalism out of Ba for the first time in a very long time. Well, we don't know because uh, this mental issue has been following the team uh, since the, the past weeks, if I, if I can say that, because Socrates got sent off at the end of the derby. So there is a lot of nerves in this team and of course, but show it show it in the in the past that he, sometimes he just can't control his nerve. He has to improve on that, and maybe he will improve on that because if we we are realistic, uh, given the fact that Cisse is out of the team, given the fact that Socrates is uh, some sometimes injured, sometimes suspended, and sometimes having bad games, uh, probably Bar looks like the more the most reliable center back at the moment, like at the very moment, because he has been playing the last four games, if I'm correct. And he has been quite good. So he has to lead this, the defense right now. And probably maybe those responsibilities will, will make him progress on that mental uh, area. We have to pray for that because if we look back on this season, I, I don't I don't remember a single player being able to carry the team when the team was having issues like losing points, uh, losing games in Europe, uh, because we, we didn't have any leader uh, coming out of nowhere to lead, to lead this team. Like Marcelo was a failure, Hamas wasn't included in Europe. Uh, I, I don't know, the, the whole of the team, uh, no one stepped up to be the leader. I'm not, I'm not expecting Bayern to be the leader, but. I think Mitchell has to rely on confidence. Probably this, this title will be won on confidence more than on level or ability. And Bar has confidence for the moment. So I hope yeah. it will be the same after the, the I game. 
Well, and I think that's an important point that you bring up there, right? We have to preface that this was Levadiakos, if yeah. not the worst team in the league right now, second worst at the very least. No, that's the worst. Um, oh, quick check in here from Eleftherios Mahinis. Liverpool won 7 nothing. Oh, my goodness. Another goal. <laughs> we were getting set up. Lord have mercy. That was absurd. But yeah, this is the prefacing all of this with this was Levadiakos and. As we've seen since the restart, we can say, since the restart, Olympiacos under Michel has done a much better do- job of putting these games away against these smaller clubs, the, the I'll call them the lower mid-tier clubs of Greece, and putting those games away. The issue has always been the teams that are in the top four, Ike, Panathinaikos, and Pauk. Those are the teams that we've had struggles with, and as lovely as seeing these 6 nothing victories are, this has to be able to be put into those games. We have to be able to, to take these performances and transition them and actually make it work for those as well. So that's been the the difficulty. So it's a good question. You know, here we had a, a couple great games from Bond now. Is this something that we can carry over to Ike? And w- if we do carry over to Ike, which would be a much more difficult proposition, they're a much better team than the likes of Levadiakos will this frustrate him and will this be another one of the situations where we could end up seeing the old bot come back the bot that makes fouls stupid decisions stupid red cards who knows but that's enough on bot um martial uh great game from a, a player that is very polarizing for a lot of fans for Levadiakos. Uh, he did a job today, and I want to make a special mention too, because he had his two goals, and he had a chance for a hat trick, but he let Bakambu take the penalty. To summarize what he said in post match, he had said that he let Bakambu take the penalty because it's important for forwards, strikers, for big games and for the big derby coming up to have confidence and to have to have form going into those games. That is huge for me. Uh, great attitude. I love to see things like that. Um, you know, because most players, I feel like, would have just gone for the hat trick. But this is really important. It's a team first mentality, and I really like to see that. We like to see that in a team that we've all believed and have all seen for most of the season, kind of not be the most mentally capable or mentally strong team, especially compared to some of the other top four teams. Uh, this is huge for me. What do you think about this? Well, I think it's uh, kind of things, signs that uh, looks good to me because it looks like what a, a real team would do. Uh, uh, I'm not sure this would have happened maybe earlier in the season or maybe during the, the first week of the season because if someone had the chance to score a, an hat trick, probably it would take it, but uh, yeah, Pep Bill, as you said, is very polarizing because personally, I was expecting like better performances in big games. Uh, the, the most recent one being in Tumba and against Panathinaikos. But overall, like, is a close to reach 10 goals. Um, I, I'm willing to take any players that could reach 10 goals and uh, be, having bad games at the same time. I mean, it's high standards for the Greek League, if to be honest. Even if we paid like six million for him, you know it's it's obvious he has talent. He has plenty of talent. 
And also he had to deal with the fact that James was brought very late in the in the market. So the, the team had to change for that. Um, the, the, the games like today probably make make uh, think about what could have been the season without James because we would have lost a magic on the team, of course, for sure. But at the same time, it would have been Pep Bill playing at the 10, maybe, with Fortunis as a backup or even Fortunis on the wing. Um, I, I don't know, but it looks like easier to clean those games with Pep Bill and Fortunis because if we remember, Pep Bill scored in his first game against Barcelona, no? Yeah. The game he had the assist from Guizhou. So he always, he always was reliable on those games. Yeah. You know, the, the game you have to win to be a champion. And also the fact that he gave the PK to Batum, who uh, shows that he knows how to maintain the, the atmosphere in the locker room, to maintain the striker uh, happy because strikers only leave for the goal, even if it's to score like three goals against Ionicos or Levadiakos, they will cry for that. So it's it's good scene to see that it's something more than victory and we were waiting for those moments if we honest because we didn't have any signs like that before of players like willing to fight uh, together for the title. I don't know if you understand what I want to say, but uh, it looks like it, it really looks like the team today. No, yeah, I I, I agree with you there. And that that's something that you you brought up. It's something that we've discussed also multiple times. Like the, some of these games, like against Balk, for example. You know what I mean? The the foul on on Fortunis uh, yeah. against Panathinaikos. Yeah. Like you sit yeah. there and you look like, where is the team? Like the the 2019 team. You know what I mean? Even Martin's first season, anything would happen. Yeah. They would get together. You know what I mean? If anybody was big foul, getting together. You know what I mean? Uh, showing showing that camaraderie to defend their fallen teammate, things like that. We haven't seen much of that this season. It didn't feel like everybody was, you know, actually in it to to win it and and to fight for each other. So it's really the whole thing is just very encouraging, at, at the very least. Hopefully, we see that carry into Ike because again, that's a very tough game. That's a team that right now is overall because we're including derby performances here playing better football than we are even though i think we're starting to look better against these smaller teams uh in these big games we're not so all of this is very important uh, these these small battles these small things all add up uh in these big games now marcial uh, another player uh we briefly brought up earlier um before we just got into the post match was cosas fortunis yeah ended up with three assists today plus his Technically, his ball was the one that led to the handball uh, for the penalty. So, really, four goal contributions in that respect uh, for the team today. And uh, you know, again, I know it's I know it's Levadiakos, and I know that um, in the grand scheme of things, we expect performances like we saw today. But it's still good to have this type of output and production on the field going into the game. This is uh, where players find form, and this is where they can carry that into those big games. How did you see his game today? Well, it's uh, the type typical for today's game today because on the chat I say before he gets the he got the first 
uh, assist. I was like, okay, he wasted a clear chance on that beautiful pass from Bakambu. And uh, he was like losing balls and not being able to, to pass some players. But this is the, the thing I love the most with Fortunis is uh, the reliability he has and he had for Olympiacos in the Greek league and especially against uh, during games in which we were the better team. And it, it includes a lot of derby in the past season, for example, against Ajax, because we all remember what he did against Ajax, because for years Ajax had, had very big problems to, to take points out of Olympiacos. Uh, it's not the same this, this season, but Fortunis has this ability to uh, give to give assist or to score uh, in the, I would say the easy uh, or, or the winnable uh, Greek games, and this is the, the okay. It's only Levadiakos today, but it's still three points, like it's the same amount of points against Levadiakos than against Paok or against Panathinaikos. So you have to win those games because if you look at the table, like we have we have eight throws. Right now, like we have only two losses, which was against uh, Aris, the first one, and the second one once against. Uh, I, don't, I don't really recall the second one. It was Pauk. against. We lost. Yeah, it Pauk. was against Pauk. I don't, yeah, right. But if you take back, like probably two or three draws in that amount, we would be like first or very close to the first place. So, yeah, uh, yeah. For Tunis, three assists is like he, he's with. Six assists from no. Uh, I think he played like less than one thousand one. No, yeah, one thousand minutes. Like this. That's correct. Eight hundred minutes. Yeah. Uh, three goals, six assists. It's the it's the it's it's the the same thing I would say about Fortunis compared to uh, to Bill. Like it's always good to have players with that standards. Like I, I don't see a team, for example, with. I think someone that that is not really a starter and that is carrying that numbers because Tyson is always injured for Pauk. Uh, Bernard has only one goal for Panathinaikos. Uh, I, for example, someone like Ruger in Ike is not having his best season so far. So Fortunis is a real weapon, and even if you have also Valbuena out. Out of the bench, and we see that when he came in, he's really hungry to play. So, yep. And uh, it, it has to be so, weapons for us. No, no, you're you're absolutely right. And to your to your previous point about playing under a thousand minutes, um, he has three goals and six assists in less than in in exactly eight hundred and eight minutes. Um, I I just pulled it up so I could make sure, but in eight hundred and eight minutes, he's got yeah. three goals and six assists. So. That is, and that's not even including, he's drawn two penalties for us that we've scored goals from as well. So if we include those, right, that's 11 goal contributions in 800 minutes. So that's a goal contribution every, I have to do the math there, (laughs) but it's a goal contribution every, it's like 80 some minutes, which is incredible. It's, you know, one in, you know, oh, one in one one tenth basically one in ten i should say per um, per 90 which is incredible so or per game i should say which is fantastic i mean the production from him you're absolutely right it's incredible and and we saw this before he got injured under martin's second season with us 
um, you know, and, or sorry, I should say the end, when did he come back from that injury? The end of the third season, right? He got injured in the second season under Martins and then he came back in that third season. Um, was it the second half of the season? And he, he, it was like the same thing. Martins would bring him in kind of like in some of these situations where it was these, these, these games where teams were parking the bus, he would come on as a super sub and he was getting, he was producing when he was on the field. Then you're right. I don't, see a lot of teams that have a player that's like this, that they can call upon that sits on the bench because other teams that have players like this are starting day in, day out. So he's uh, now that leads, there's an argument that's always made. This guy should be starting more often from some people. We're not here to have that argument today. We're just here right now to comment on, on the three assists that he had and the job that he did today. Um, now the, mm-hmm. the last player I wanted to bring up and guys, the poll is up. So vote for your man of the match. Um, uh, you know, we've had uh, well over 100 people come in and ch- check into the show, check things out. A lot of you have already started voting. So uh, place your votes for who your man of the match is. We do that at the end of the show. We're going to tell you who our man of the match is. Um, you guys are already placing your votes there. So make sure to do so. But a player that also had a pretty good game and another fantastic goal, and that's Huang Mbom. When this guy scores goals, he scores wonder goals. I love this player. I, I mean, he keeps working up to be for my, you know, best transfer of the season at the very least when we get to the awards. Um, one of definitely one of my shouts for MVP for sure. Uh, I mean, I, I really hope that there is a way we can hold on to this guy for one more season after the season. I don't see how it's going to happen, but I really, really, really hope that we find a way to to keep this guy the my biggest fear with Wong is that i don't really uh think that he's he's the most bankable player on the market because if you look at the market abroad and in big bigger league teams like that they will go for for, for example for a center back for a fullback or for a striker maybe but Wong, like with the profile he has, I don't really see a team paying a lot of money for him. I, I, I might be wrong, but I, I don't know if you understand what I want to say. It's not the the, the profile you will see uh, first coming in the market because we were able to to have him from Rubin Kazan, and like it, it took it it took him like a, a, a half like a, a half time against Limassol to show. To the Olympiacos for that it would be a, a tremendous player. So I'm I, I'm wondering who's gonna pay more than 10 million for in Bayon because he has the talent to play in every every league, probably every club in the future. But I hope we will be able to sell him for good because we've been lacking good sale for, for years now. So if we have to lose him, it has to be for a very big amount and for the club, probably we should like um, we should be aiming for fifty million because I I don't see him having a very poor second season if he stays in the club. And if I remember correctly, I believe Costa brought this up when we were chatting earlier today that Sport Twenty Four had brought up some interest from Frankfurt, yeah. and that uh, 
in 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 that article i didn't read it this was just something that costa had told us they were saying that the club had a you know an internal intrinsic valuation for huang at 15 million hard stop which i think is a fair price i mean i'll be honest guys the club is not in the best position bargaining wise right now so getting 15 million for huang and bum would be a huge win i don't see how we keep him you know what I mean? If we're able to keep him for another season, it's one of those things where it's I don't I don't get how we do it. He is a great player. He can literally play anywhere. And you we have to remember because some people seem to have forgotten some context with how we got him, not just with the you know him playing for Ruben and the issues that were happening with Russia and players being able to cut their contracts. But one reason we were able to get him and other clubs didn't want to take the risk, he was injured. We brought him in with an injury. Don't forget, he had that ankle injury. So that was something we took a, a gamble there. And in this case, it paid off. You know, we brought in other players that had some injuries and it didn't pay off, <laughs> but this one <laughs> it did. So this was a, this was a risk and we got, you know, there was some risk going into it. We knew the player had quality. We knew that if we could get him healthy and if he would be healthy, he was going to do wonders for us. And look what, look what we've seen today was just another, I, I know it's Levadiakos. I'm just going to reiterate that, but he's, Huang Yunbaum, even when he's not at his best level, is still one of our better players on the pitch week in and week out. Uh, the, the guy is, if we're able to keep him, this is one of the core pieces you build around if, you, you know, if you're able to keep him going in the next season. But if you can't, you, get, you take the fee you're going to get because you, this guy will get you money. He can get you money. He's not going to make us over $20 million. We're not in a position to bargain for that much. But a good $15 million, I think, is something th- that nobody should be upset about. Yeah, also my fear is uh, him attracting interest uh, during the summer, but we have to play qualifiers, so we probably have to keep him during the first game. And I hope, I really hope the club has some backup uh, solution in case of a sale, because it's obvious that Wong will probably be the most wanted player in this club. I mean, we wanted by big clubs or interesting club for him, so... We really have to work on that because uh, planification hasn't been uh, a major uh, ability from Olympiacos in the past years. Like way away from that, because even in the summer, even even in the winter, we had the, the example of Theatro because we had a tremendous option with Suazo, and I'm not sure people in this uh, podcast really watches uh, French football, but I do. And I'm, I can tell that he's a wonderful player. I have no doubt about it because he needed no time to adapt to French football. Like Rodine needed no time to adapt to Greek football. And I really hope the the club will will has worked on uh, probably like three players, like players running out of contract that could be willing to come to Greece in in the summer, early in the summer, because one will have to be. Uh, not protected, but as uh, Hasilea said on the, <laughs> Mr. Bell said on the comment, uh, we do not, we have to avoid burning him like we did with Madi, like we did with Sisse, like we did with, with every, every player that have won uh, value on the market. Because we won't, we won't see another, another Indian play, another Indian coming to Olympiacos. Like it looked like, the, the kind of deals that smarter club would do, like with a proper scouting area, uh, because he is a gem, as you said before. Like, 
we we all we we will all be remembering that game in, in the Marcel. We were all curious to see uh, this guy playing for Olympiacos. We all saw the YouTube video, and like in the first touches he made on that game, we quickly understood how good he was. And I really hope. I, I think he he really loves the club, the fans, the atmosphere. So he wouldn't mind staying another season because apparently he could be playing in Europe too. Probably winning the league if we get better. Let's see. Yeah, he. I mean, he seems to have great respect for the culture, the atmosphere of the club. Uh, yeah. Costa and Costa had the opportunity to meet him uh, when they were at the Derby, and they had nothing but wonderful things to say about him. Uh, the guy's a real, a real competitor. I, I mean, just a treasure for for a club yeah. like us. So, Good guy if um, you know, it's uh, he's uh, he's a great player, and I really think ah, if we lose him, it's got to be for some money. Uh, Laki Gavalak. I mean, come on, let's be serious. Huang is 27. If he was even close yeah. to 15 mil, somebody would have taken him last summer. My estimate is five to seven mil. Um, Laki, I will, uh, I will counter that point again by saying, remember last summer we took a gamble. He was injured when we brought him in. He had an ankle problem when he first came in. Not a lot of clubs like to bring in guys that are injured. And then especially given some of the issues that were going on, if you remember the context of what was happening with, uh, players cutting their contract from the from clubs like Ruben Kazan that were in Russia. Um, there was a lot of context from that. That is important to remember. Uh, we were probably had the best offer for the best wage for him, considering he was coming in injured. So that is a huge part of it. Um, Twenty seven years old is not old. This is really final contract stuff. Um, this is uh, he's he, these days with modern invents advancements in medicine and nutrition. 27 is not old. It's not that old. He easily has another five years in him. That's one long contract. Uh, I don't think 15 million is outside the bounds of reality, but that's why, you know, 15 million would be, I think would be an amazing offer. Um, yeah. uh, you know, sit five to 7 million is too low. Uh, if somebody gets in for five to 7 million from us, that's highway robbery. In my opinion. Um, if we were to get, 10 i would think that's settling but it's still a decent fee yeah also uh you mentioned the frankfurt interest and frankfurt was in the the, the group of marseille in champions league and it looks it looks so it, it really looks the kind of player that frankfurt would bring in the team like yeah it's a team full of high football high q players uh uh lot of players that when you look at this team, you probably does not know don't don't know half of the players because they are not uh, big names, but they are all good players. The team plays so nicely. They took like Colomani from Nantes, which is probably the best move the club has made uh, last summer on a free. So, like, I have no doubt that on this team it would shine so much. He. Um, probably won't be sold after he gets sold from Olympiacos. I mean, as you said, he's 27, so the team that will buy him probably won't make any bargain on it because on him because if he has to yeah. stay for three, four years maybe in Frankfurt, he won't be sold at the end, but they will probably yeah. have a good player, a very good player for three or four years. So that's probably the kind of deal we should look for. 
Right. And, and if you believe the rumors, the rumors were that Frankfurt uh, had an interest and had, there was an offer they had in mind, I think in the, uh, during the window, the January window for about 6 million. If you believe the rumors uh, that that was their valuation for him and Frankfurt's cheap, you know, the, the, so if Frankfurt is valuing him at 6 million, the, the what would their most expensive transfer um, their most expensive transfer this year was the the winger, the Norwegian winger. What was his name? I'm um, trying to look on Trust the Market. It was Jens it, it, for 10 Hague. Million. There you go. What was that? Ten, that was like 10 million. That's the that's the German league, man. These guys don't these guys don't uh they don't spend a ton of money. So for them to value a guy like Inbom Huang at six million, a midfielder no less, uh, I, I have to yeah. believe he's worth way more than five to seven. That's that's my that's my opinion there. Um, and also, they took Alario for six million in the Rakuzen. They took one yeah. from the MLS. They took two players from Croatia. Uh, so they really looks like the kind of team that probably will uh, go on onto other markets to find good players. And yeah. also, um, yeah, Colomani probably will, will be sold for crazy amount this summer. Because he's wanted by English pubs, so they will probably have some money to spend. Let's see. Right, right. And then uh, Andreas Mitis brought something up that we, you know, uh, should have brought up sooner, which is that Kamada is about to leave, so they're going to want to fill that role. And uh, we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. We'll see what happens over the summer. Uh, but he's a he's a player that I think that I think will probably end up netting us the highest fee. Um, you know, of players that we could end up leaving, losing because I doubt we're going to get fees, big fees from the likes of Cisse, you know. Yeah. Uh, here's actually a good point here, River RR. Five to seven is a joke considering for Oleg, Olympiakos is demanding four. Uh, <laughs> what do you want me to tell you? <laughs> I was wondering when somebody was going to bring that one up. Um, that's actually kind of funny. Guys, don't forget uh, the, the poll is up. Uh, don't forget to vote for your man of the match. Uh, I don't know how, I don't think we're going to go that much longer because it is, you know, it was a, it was a really emphatic victory. You know what I mean? There's so only so much you can dissect from a game against the Levadiakos. Um, so we're probably not going to go much longer here. And for those of you that have tuned in a uh, couple hundred of you guys have already tuned into the show today. So for those of you that are just tuning in now, don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe. Check out the vlog if you haven't done so. The vlog uh, was near 10,000 right before we went live. So near 10,000 views. It was a great time and you can follow along and kind of experience a little bit of what Costa and Costa felt during their time visiting Greece and hanging out, uh, going to the Derby, seeing the atmosphere. Uh, the vlogs are fantastic stuff, guys. So check them out and help us continue to grow the red and white community. So, Martial, one other thing I wanted to discuss before we went into man of the match and coach is great. Who do we have to blow, as they say? What do we have to do to get Masuras some goals here? What, what, what's got to be done here? This guy was, he had opportunities. Again, he gets into scoring positions, but we cannot get goals out of him this season. What do we have to do? What do we have to do? I don't. I don't know. Um, I just don't know because if he can't score against Levadiakos in what looked like a, a dizzy game for him to win back confidence, uh, I don't really know what he can do because 
it's so strange because he, he still has this uh, mentality to fight for every ball, for, to fight for every situation and stuff like that. But you just can't keep playing if you, are, if you have so many uh, misses back to back. Is, is he maybe facing some kind of, uh, uh, I, don't know, I don't know the word in English, but maybe he got like uh, disappointed by the fact he could not, he could not move to Krabs and Sport this summer. Because we all know that Olympiakos is facing... You think he was that upset about not going to Krabs and Sport? I think so, because probably he wanted to go abroad and he probably had some words with Bakatetas and Chopis. And he could have played. He could have. He could have been playing. That's a fact. He could have been playing more, more European games with Trabzonspor. But we probably have to get him because he was Greek and from the registration. We needed Greek players. But as as Giorgio said on the comments, I'm expecting him to score when it, when it matters. Like probably the the only the only goal against Panathinaikos at Karistakis for for the title maybe. It, you know, you know football. You know how football is. You know that he is the kind of player that will will score probably one goal during the whole playoffs, and this goal will be the the one that counts more. Compared yeah. to Bakambu, for example, yeah. Bakambu have, have scored like thirteen goals, maybe. Uh, no one really matters to me. Right? It, 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 it's not that it doesn't matter, but. At the end of it, we were expecting him to score against Panathinaikos, uh, stuff like that. Yeah. Look, all I'm all I'm gonna say, all I'm gonna say about this with <laughs> regards to Yorgos Masuras, at least. Um, well, first, Laki Gavala here dogging me for my comments. Look, man, I I might as well just jump all in here, right? Look, Olympiakos, if we manage to get into that top that top spot, get a Champions League spot. Only fans is happening. I won't back down from that. You guys will see. You guys will see things. Don't worry. It'll happen. But uh, yeah, no. I obviously I just I'm joking about how we can get him some goals here. The guy is the the largest underperformer on Olympiakos when it comes to XG. There's there's only one player that's like really vastly underperforming his XG, and that's that's Yorgos Masuras. If if we're looking at his total. Um, expected goal contribution. He scored, so he scored three goals. His XG is a little over five. Um, and if we look at his total expected goal contribution, that's including XG and XA together, expected assists, expected goals. He's, it's, uh, here, let me get the total number for you guys here. So that brings us to just about seven. So he has a total expected contribution uh, goal contribution of seven. He's got three goals and it looks like two assists on the season. So he's the largest underperformer of his XGXA at the club right now. Uh, most players are usually right there or they're just underperforming or usually overperforming in that case, in many cases. Uh, but Yoros Basuras is underperforming. So with, with an, with a total XG plus XA of seven, you would expect a player to have, normally maybe five goals five assists that's usually how i see it so um underperforming unlucky some people have said unlucky uh he makes the right runs he gets into so many opportunities and by the way this measurement guys 
that measurement is only factoring the chances where he actually gets shots off. Rem I'm just reminding you, you don't get an XG value if you get into a chance and get no shot off or you do nothing with it or you lose the ball. So just remember that. This is just the ones we can think of that we actually get a shot from. There's so many opportunities where he gets the ball and either just loses it, it goes out of bounds, he, he whiffs the shot. There's plenty of those opportunities. Um, unfortunately, you know, Masuras is a type of player that when he's not scoring for you or, or giving you that end product, it significantly hampers his value, his value proposition on the field. Despite the fact that this is a guy that tracks back, we know that he does defensive duties. We pulled up the stats before with his player profile compared to everybody else in Greece. Tracks back well, does well defending, intercepting the ball. Uh, even today, the, the goal that Fortuny gave to Pep Biel, I think it was the third goal, um, when Masuras was actually the one trailing the, the defender when the goalie plays him the ball, steals the ball, and he's the reason that Fortunis is able to get it and then play it right into Pep Biel. So that's the type of stuff that Yorgos Masuras does. But what ends up happening is when you don't have that end product as a player that can't really, he can't really take players on one-on-one. -on -one. He doesn't stretch the width as much as we would like, but he makes a lot of great runs. So when he doesn't have the end product, then his value proposition is vastly diminished. And that's what you see here. So we need the goals to start coming from, from Asuras because when he finds his end product, when he's in that form and he's actually scoring goals, he's a very valuable player for Libyakos. And also, the thing I, I want to bring up is that apart from the, the player, it is the, the man, it is, is the, the kind of player you want, you want to have in yeah. the squad. Because I don't recall a single time Masuras complaining about anything. Like, you don't see him on Instagram. Uh, I, I, sometimes he, it might look like uh, some details, but you don't see him going, uh, for example, into the barbershop after a loss, or that, that kind of stuff. No, but you can't be, no, but you know what I mean. Remember I know Yekuru, you know, you remember on Yekuru when he came in, like, with the green air he had, like, Masuras is the kind of guy, it, it reminds me of Buhalaki sometimes, you know, that hard workers, they won't complain if they're not playing. It's like Red Sox, right. Andrusos, even Brusai, those kind of players, and I I really think that Mitchell is the, the kind of guy that really knows how to, how to handle that kind of player because you know that Greek players matters a lot to Olympiakos because you need them to win the title. You need them to maintain a good atmosphere in the locker room. And I, I swear Masuras, he played non-stop football for Martins because probably Martins was loving him as a player, but also as a man. Like the fact he improved so much, he kept working a lot. He's yeah. probably working a lot uh, outside the field because I, 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 don't, I don't recall someone saying bad, saying something bad about Masuras. Like, not we were, we were talking about Fortunis before, but remember Podente, what Podente said when he left Olympiakos? Like, no one would say that on Masuras. So, no, I know that sometimes, someday, in, in, in one game, maybe two, it will unlock for him because he's working a lot and he has to find confidence. And when you saw him missing the shot, because he was like really shooting onto the goalkeeper, it's obvious that sometimes you just need one a drop of luck to unlock 
to unlock uh, what he has uh, left uh, at the moment. Hopefully, it will be in the playoff. Maybe that, maybe it, it could be something that could uh, favor Olympiakos because a lot of players in the squad has things to prove. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like Balbuena, for no, example, you're right. is, you're right. is probably going to leave his last uh, months, two or three months of football, professional football. Uh, Helabadi has been leaving a season in which all of the early Jackals fan has been saying he's finished. He's not deserving the money he's getting. Uh, right. Bakambu hasn't scored a goal against a big, a big team. And you know, and stuff like that. Hamis probably wants to move somewhere else, so he has to be good in the playoff to win a, a contract elsewhere or to get renewed. Right. Uh, Pedro wants to show he, could, he can be the leader next season and stuff like that. So, yep. No, I'm yeah. hoping yeah. that it could be a different us. Yep, absolutely. Uh, well, we'll see. I mean, there's no time like the time coming up. Playoffs, you know, playoffs against the top, other top four teams, top five teams. So he's going to have a chance. He's going to have a chance to do it. And if not him, maybe Sergi Canos, because he had, he came in for like 20 minutes and got two goals. You realize Sergi Canos now has, uh, it's he's got the two assists. So he had the goal also before. Uh, so he's got three goals and two assists now. And he definitely hasn't played probably more than 400 minutes, 350 minutes. That's here. I can I can pull it up here. 300, 343 minutes for Sergi Canos. Three goals and two assists. That's that's basically four games worth of ninety minutes. Like four real full ninety minutes worth of games. That's crazy. Three goals, two assists for Sergi Canos. Even if two of them came against Labadiacos. So maybe if if Yorgos Masuras isn't going to get those goals in the playoffs, hopefully Sergi Canos' goal scoring boots are on, and we'll get them from him. I don't know. We'll see. There's a there's a lot of debate here about Masuras. A lot of people chiming in. Achilles Beos. Masuras 100% has a morale issue. We as fans are guilty for saying too much crap for him. Plus the huge numbers supposedly teams offer to buy him. Um, he's Greek and he understands the situation that everybody thinks about him. Uh, Lakis Gavalas. Masuras does not fit with Bakambu. He fits with the center forward to come back to take the ball and distribute. This is something that we have talked about with respect to Masuras before. Um, We'll see. Uh, uh, I, th- I I think that's also true, by the way. I don't have data to support that, unfortunately. Just like I don't have data to support that a real overlapping fullback also gets more out of him because there's no correlation with that that we found. But I, I do believe that. Um, yeah. Uh, quick question here from TF91. Uh, do you think we can keep Canos next year? Uh, it's... That goodbye, I'm, listen, man, that goodbye that he had for Brentford, that didn't feel like a lone goodbye to me. That, to me, was like a goodbye goodbye. So, I, look, man, I like him. I like him so far. I liked him when I did the deep dive on him. He he felt like a player that could play a great role here. Uh, I like him so far. I wouldn't say no to that. I hope we can keep him. I don't know how much Brentford's going to want for him, but I would love to keep him. Yeah. Uh, also... Uh, I was talking about planification before. Um, mm-hmm. It got adjust, adjust in the team really quickly. Um, this is the kind of player you need to win the yeah. the first two legs, maybe of Champions League, if you get a Champions League spot. Because remember last year, uh, how unprepared the the team was, and you had to uh, start the season with uh, yeah. unconfident players, unprepared players. Um, 
Well, Carlos has to say, right? he has to say it because what, what yeah. would be the sense of him coming on a loan, having a wonderful six months loan and go back to Brentford? Oh, he wasn't and, playing in Brentford. Yeah, but and it's a contract year. It's his contract year, right? His contract's up. Yeah, but I think Brentford has an option, but Oh yeah, that's right. I think I think you're right. I remember hearing that. That's right. Because I thought I remember. I believe you're right about that. There was a eh, look, but I'm with you there. We have to find a way to keep him. He's he's the exact type of fighter we talked about that we need. Him, Rodine, Ramon, three fighters we brought in. Types of types of profiles that we've lacked at this club for a while. Uh, Jose Holeba said the same thing when we did the interview with him. Um, we need those players back here. Um, also TF 91 checking in for the volleyball team, um, 2025 in the first set. So guys, the, the men's volleyball team is playing in the, the European finals for volleyball against Maccabi Tel Aviv. And it looks like we're up one set. So thank you TF 91 for letting us know with that. Marcial Ramos. Oh, easily winning for me and Paul. Uh, And here I thought maybe maybe we could get something cheeky from somebody. Ike is also up now that you bring that up. They're winning three nothing. So I wasn't expecting anybody to drop points. So whatever. It is it is what it is. But Marcial, we're about an hour in. Let's do it. Man of the match coach is great. Get us started. Who's your man of the match and what's your coach's grade? I would I have to say Pep Bio. Because uh, the early goal was the key for that day because we all know that once we have the lead, uh, it's it's almost done because Leva Diakos does not, does not have the players to uh, keep attacking at Karestakis. So, and also because he scored a, a second goal. So. He has, he, he is the man of the match to me, also because he took responsibility when Hamas was out. And that's something that matters too, because probably that Mitchell will have to think about it, even if we know that he won't put Hamas on the bench if it's fit to play. But well, so my answer is Pedro. Very fair shot. Very fair shot. Yeah. Very difficult not to give a player that scores two goals, especially early on, um, to give you the lead, uh, to give him the man of the match at least. Uh, what about your coach's grade? What do you give uh, Michelle? Well, I would say uh, B, B, or maybe A, A, A minus, because six nothing. Give was... him a B. That's harsh, man. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, well, A, A. Yeah, sorry. It's, it's. Uh, I'm used to criticize, but I would, say, I, would, I would say A because the lineup was good, even if maybe it's also because I was probably expecting someone else as a right back. We don't, but we don't really yeah. have. Uh, we don't really have even. Uh, we don't really even have someone like Apostolopoulos to play as a right back because Nikolic and the B team hasn't been playing for a week, so yeah. it doesn't really seems interesting. But I really liked the fact the fact that he brought in players very early. Uh, he gave time to Alarabi, he gave time to uh, Valbuena, to Kasami. Even if we all saw that Kasami does not really look like reliable. If in case if we need him, also he brought in Bitiki and Valbuena, and it's good because we you have to keep 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 them involved. You know, you you don't really you you, you don't really predict what 
what could happen in the future. So maybe BTK and Balbuena will have big role to play in the playoffs. So you have to get to keep them involved. And also, uh, it's in this situation you see that the reduced squad is really easier to work with because yeah. a player like Balbuena he needs consistency even if it's not with starting games. He has to come in like in every game maybe. Um, Mitchell is able to do that because the group he has is easier to manage right now. Yeah, so absolutely. I would I would stick with the A minus as a grade. Hey, listen, because it I was thought... only it was only the Vadiakos. Listen, I thought maybe when you said B, that was harsh. Look at Laki here. Laki Gavalas is probably the harshest critic I think we've ever met since we've been doing this show. And uh, he says the number of counters we concede is very concerning. This is very true. Uh, I know that we brought this up in our group chat a lot. Michelle works only with the ball and not on how we can retrieve it. C minus from me. Yeah, I wow. That that I think is harsh, man. I don't. I don't know how you can win a game six nothing and get a and get a C minus. But I do. I do understand what you're saying. We do concede a lot of counters with Michelle. We we concede a lot of. Um, and I've brought this up in other shows before. Even though we may not concede a lot of total opportunities, but the opportunities we do concede always seem to be quite dangerous in many occasions. That early, uh, in the first half, that early cross. Uh, Marcial, remember after that, right after that opportunity, you had messaged like, if Levadiakos had a real striker, we would probably, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, that yeah, I, yeah, that's yeah. the type of things I keep thinking about. We 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 don't seem to be like Balk or Ike when they play some of these teams, and not only are they limiting the opportunities against them, there's just not many dangerous ones. Versus when we play them, we limit opportunities against us, but the one or two they get are always very dangerous. So it's always seems to be, um, uh in that you know along that vein i should say um comment here from manos g7 said he qualities undisputable such a shame he couldn't score them against Bao. he deserved it to be fair though whatever he would do var would have canceled it well that's a that's a conversation for another time um as far as my man of the match and coach's grade um pepiel was definitely going to be a shot for me but my man of the match was 100 percent going to be um uh, Cosas Fortunis. Uh, three assists, four goal involvements. If you include the penalty that he drew, so um, I think I think that he's going to be my man of the match because literally he was involved for the first four goals. He had a he had a role in every single one of those. Um, that's going to be my man of the match and coach's grade. Although I again, although I understand everything that Lakis Gavalas is saying, although I also would have pr- appreciated to see more. You know, maybe younger guys get a turn, yeah. get a look. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad he he got more people on there and early. So six nothing. I'm not going to complain too much here. So A for me. I think it's very rare that we've given Michelle an A so far this season. So those are those are our coaches' grade, our man of the match. So if you guys, uh, real quick, I'll give you about another 30 seconds for those of you that have not voted yet. Vote in the poll for your man of the match and coaches. Great, and we'll share it. Uh, we'll go through a couple more comments. Fernando Gaitan, hey guys, so so happy for Libiacos. Wondering what's the situation with James, Fernando from Hawaii. So the situation with James, Fernando, has been very, uh, another Hawaiian, by the way. Is this the third Hawaiian, including Lambro? We had one guy check in from Hawaii a week ago. I wonder, I don't think it was the same person, but anyway, um, he guys, the situation with James is very weird. It's very interesting. Um, 
we we have heard rumors from a lot of people that the injury is completely made up. We have nothing to confirm that that is the case. There were some people that sent pictures of like him doing a workout and that saying like, well, if he has a calf injury, how can he be doing certain workouts like this? I can tell you as somebody that has injured my calf, um, that like Pilates type workout, you do like very low weight. Those are normal workouts to do because you do have to stretch it and get, get it working depending on where in the injury he is. Um, there were some people that thought maybe it was a it was like a sprain or a strain to to the to the calf. A lot of people believe that there is you know he doesn't want to be here. He wants to cut the contract, um, and that's how he's going to get out of his one plus one. Which I think he was the one with that had to take the option anyway. So that doesn't make sense to me either. Look, guys, the all, all we know the is the official information. And that is that he had an injury and that's why he's not playing. I know what you guys see on social media, but we as Greeks have a tendency to make conspiracy sometimes where maybe the answer is more similar. Not to say that maybe there's something else not going on that wouldn't be beyond the realm of possibility um, with, with stuff that's going on with this club. We all know that. So I can't tell you if the injury is fake. I can only tell you that based on the reasoning for what some people have said it's a fake injury, I don't think is true because, again, as somebody who has injured myself in the calf and who's had to do rehab for it, I can tell you that those exercises have been used. Um, I also find it weird to believe because James has been a professional since he's been here. Like he's, you know, despite the fact that he might not be the most mobile player, he's 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 in those games doing everything he can. He wants to be in there. He wants to compete and win. Um for a guy that's come in under really crappy situations with the club and been a, a consummate professional, not like certain players that were whining and crying on social media, you know, he's came and he's played every, every game. I'm sure maybe, maybe he's created a scene on the pitch, but it, it, the whole thing doesn't seem it, it for me, at least it, there's things that don't add up. I, I, I believe based on the context of what's happened, it wouldn't surprise me if maybe this was a ploy to get out of his contract and he was healthy this whole time. I, I believe that that could be the case, but I'm just saying the evidence that people are providing to support it doesn't, that, that evidence doesn't make sense to me. Well, the, the topic itself is bigger for me because I'm, we have been saying that for like months, probably years that the fact like so many information, like key informations are hidden to the fans because it's the same applies with Envilla. Uh, I really knew he, he, he was working on crutches because he went to the airport to see Sidibe from Ike that was going to, to Crete on a plane. Uh, the, remember the first time Hamas was out for the, the derby, I think. The group, the, the 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 club did not publish any uh, group list because we we all knew that the situation yep. was hiding something, and the same was applying the, when we had the, these COVID uh, those COVID cases before playing in Europe. If you remember, the team was hiding like the truth. Right? Let's say the team is hiding the truth on every injury, and I don't really. Appreciate that because uh, I'm not expecting the club to 
to go public and say, okay, James does not want to renew. James probably agreed with another team. James is not happy in the club or stuff like that because it could like affect the team, the, the psychology of the team. But when someone is injured, like you have to say, okay, James probably have a, a serious injury that probably will take him like one month to recover. So let's say it. Let's say it because at the, at the end of it, the club is creating situation, issues, debates on something that sometimes hasn't to be debated because when someone is injured, you have to say it and we move on, on, on to the next topic. Yeah. Like yeah. it's like for Cissé, for example, is Cissé injured? Is Cissé out of the team? Is Cissé uh, being punished for what he did uh, with the fan? Is Cissé, I don't know. They're just, you have to correlate. Like we, we all follow other teams abroad and I'm pretty sure um, even if the if the club abroad still act uh, still try to to hide some situation, they are willing to go public on those situations because when someone is injured, you have to know it. And yeah. at the end of it, the people, the fans, will know it because this the information circulates with other. Uh, I do not say that we, we, we you can know that from other sources, not from the club. Yeah. Like like I said, that's why that's why I said I I believe that this could very well be the case. Uh, the only thing I just wanted to point out is like some of the some of the things that people have picked on as like oh this is the dead giveaway. Those things in particular are not, uh, you know what I mean. Even though I think the belief may whether I believe it is or is not in the right direction is is a different story. It's that the the pieces of evidence that people see as the proof for why that's the case. That's the stuff that doesn't really hold up for me. But look, we'll find out what happens. And anything we hear, of course, we will always tell you guys. But uh, it's about that time. We need, we're going to get ready and wrap up. But real quick, I just wanted to share with you guys the fan vote for Man of the Match. Um, and the fan vote is... Uh, 46% of you voted for Costas Fortunis. So the majority of the fans said man of the match was Costas Fortunis. 23% voted for Pep Biel. In Bam Huang was a 17% with Sergi Canos coming in at 13%. So there you have it. These are your man of the match uh, ratings. Uh, thank you guys, everyone that has tuned in so far. Marcial, do you have anything else before we uh, before we start to close up? Yeah, I want to, to answer the question from Manos. Uh, yes, I am French 100%. Um, uh, my patient with Olympiakos started when, because the, for a very simple reason, like for two reasons, I would say. First first reason is that I went to Greece, to Greece many times uh, when I was younger, and I'm still going to Greece as much as I can. And I love the country, the history. I also love, uh, I'm, I'm also a huge fan of football at first, so. That's why, and the also the only other reason is because I grew up uh, at the place in a place in which Rafik Jabu grew up too. So I was following his steps as a football player, and it was like that that I became a Olympiakos fan because um, I assume that it's the club in which he was the best during his career. So also at that time it was it was easier to follow games uh, by streaming. It was the beginning of the streaming, so. It was easy to uh, to follow in Olympiakos, and I started to go to uh, to uh, Olympiakos game abroad. Like I went to announce this season, I went to, I went to the uh, Marseille the Marseille game during the COVID stuff like that. So, 
and I'm keep I'm trying to uh, develop that passion because I have some uh, uh, I don't know the word but I have to to uh, recover the the Greek heritage I didn't have to be Olympiakos fan. So I'm trying to catch that to catch that uh, I don't know the word that plate uh, compared to someone that grew up in Greece or grew up with someone that have been. Uh, for example, a parent that have been on campus five and stuff like that. So. Yeah, you're trying it's, to catch. You're trying to catch that uh, that DNA. The called the DNA of the culture. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. And yeah. That, it, that's what. That's why it's important to go to Greece. And this summer was a a very good moment because when you go to the stadium, it's very different. Because yeah. in France, I have to watch like streamings with like three four minutes uh, delay and stuff like that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I do like I do look Greek because when I went to Greece, every time people were speaking to me in Greece, and I probably looks like looked like someone that could come from uh, Italy because my grandfather was from Italy, but maybe from Spain in Portugal that's the same. People always talking to me in Portuguese in Spain in Spanish. Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly, man. And and this comment from Mano right here, I bet you have yeah. a taste of what this team really means. It's an honor for us to have that international expansion. That's what we're yeah. here for. You know, but with Peter, with Peter, for those of you that got to know him uh, when he was doing more with us, uh, not Greek also, fell in love with the club through Lombro, of course, and watching the club through there. That's the purpose of this. Look yeah. at all, look at all of the international viewing the international audience that Libyakos has has developed, that Libyakos has. And maybe we don't realize it. Maybe Libyakos doesn't realize it. Who knows? But it's there. And that's why we exist. That's the whole reason for it. So it's a beautiful thing. Um, and that's why we do it, to continue to find more people that not that love Libyakos, not just the Greek-American or the Greek-Australians, the Greek-South Americans, you know, the Greeks that are living outside of Greece, but people that aren't that's that's really the big difference between what is making Olympiakos and its greek clubs huge you know much more bigger names is the fact that yeah. we we don't try to channel those fan bases around the world like the bigger clubs do now of course they have more money more marketing budgets to do that but this is how we do it guys uh yeah. this is this is how we're trying to get that mission and expand that community I think that people have no ideas about like I think it's the same with the Gate Seven Twitter account, but the amount of messages I get from people yeah. that want to go to see Olympiakos game during holidays, the the people that want to follow someone in, in particular during Olympiakos games, whether it's a big or a very small players like the the amount of player that could connect with Olympiakos is crazy. Like, it, it, it's not even the same with bigger clubs in bigger leagues because everyone can follow yeah. like Manchester United. Uh, even in French league, it's very easy to follow games. But sometimes I got, I, I received message from like uh, family of the players, like, how can I follow that game? Do you have a link for this game? And it's just crazy to imagine uh, the potential of the club. And I hope someday, with an uh, initiative like the Gate 7 podcast, it will like, go further because the potential is like crazy. Yeah. Really Look, crazy. listen, I, I agree with you there, and it's something we've been trying. We get those mes messages on the account all the time. Uh, how can we get – how can we watch the game? Links, you know, we have people DMing us every time. 
uh, unfortunately, and this is something we can go into another time. Um, but uh, it's the the way TV rights are done in Greece is just different. Um, and that's something we can go into with you guys. I've explained it a couple times before, but that's something that we can go into for another show. But um, as we close up, if you guys, uh, again, if you haven't done so already, don't forget to like and subscribe. Help us continue to grow the community. We are on our way to 3,000 subs. Uh, and when we get to 3,000, we have another T-shirt giveaway. We do them, or sorry, jersey. Um, we told you guys when we hit 2,000, we get to 3,000, we do it again. We are about, I believe we're about 100, less than 100 away. No, just about 100 away from uh, 3,000 subs on YouTube. It's huge for us. We're also approaching 5K on Instagram. And I think we're only like a couple dozen away on Twitter from 3,000 as well. So the network is growing. The Olympiacos family continues to grow. So if, um, if you guys uh, help us with the engagements, like, Subscribe. All these things help us grow and helps the algorithm find more people. And that's what we want to help grow the community so we get more fans, both Greek and non-Greek alike, to join this family. So thank you guys again, especially for those of you that made it this far. This is Gate 7 International by the fans for the fans. And we'll see you next week with Ike. Oh,